Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dishes and Dimes. I believe this is episode 44. Um, that's crazy, uh, but that's where we are. <laughs> I'm Katie, and I'm joined today by Noor. Um, we're that's crazy, but that's where we are. That's, that's the motto of 2020, isn't it? Yeah, so it should be the Dishes and Dimes motto. It's crazy. That's crazy, but that's where we are. That's where we are. I'm gonna. I'm never, <laughs> never gonna regret that. Never gonna stop thinking about that. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I should put it on a T-shirt for our official yeah. merch. Um, <laughs> basically, we have well, we have an exciting show today. We have a really, really special guest. Um, should we say now or we'll wait? We'll wait. We'll wait. We're gonna give you. Actually, you'll know because it's gonna be in the episode title. So uh, we were joined today. By Malcolm Miller, because uh, basically all thanks to Noor, because she, you did, you, you shot your shot, shoot, you sh- shot, yeah, you took your shot. Shotted the shoot. <laughs> no. <laughs> all I did was get on the Dishes account and thought, you know what, today is the day that we mm-hmm. finally, we don't just go on Twitter and shadily and creepily, like, try to do. get Malcolm and <laughs> manifest him. But we actually, you know, do the mature and adult thing and just send him a message and ask him if he wants to be on. And he was like, for That's sure. all you needed. And being the most gracious and amazing person that he is, he was immediately like, yes, of course, I'm going to come on. I'd love to be on. Um, and yeah, we just can't wait for you guys to get situated and get acquainted. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I'm like fangirling. And I don't think like I'm going to be a mess. So I'm already going to apologize. You were, no, I, like, we held it together. Malcolm is, like, a consummate pro, also. He was just, like, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Well, we, we won't gush about it before you even listen to it. We thought we should, though, have a brief introduction before we get to that to talk about everything, unfortunately, else that's going on with the Raptors franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess any other kind of striking free agency news thus far, which hopefully isn't outdated in a bad way by the time you're listening to this episode but as of right now the biggest news i guess for raptors fans obviously we re-signed fred van vliet i got the bag um surge is gone and mark gasol still remains mia questionable <laughs> and we may be without a uh, substantial size but we'll see um and then what else am i Oh, the, the NBA went crazy over Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, <laughs> what hasn't happened? What, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm so much think. has happened. Um, mm, mm, oh, Montrez Harrell just, he doesn't actually have to leave arenas, which I guess is great for him, but he <laughs> may have to move his stuff to a different locker room. Um, but he's going from the Clippers to the Lakers. Uh, Chris, this this is like ages ago now, but Chris Paul went to the Suns. You know that feels mm-hmm. like it was months ago, but I think that was so just long ago. Your days. Ago. Harden wants the Nets, but Philly also wants Harden. Yeah. But Philly doesn't know who they would trade for it's Harden. So is it going to be Simmons or is it yeah. going to be Embiid? And it's just. But actually, Philly did make big big moves. I don't think we've talked about that yet. Philly now their starting five is going to be Ben Simmons, mm. um, Embiid, Danny Green. Right. Um, Elias Harris. I know. I'm like, who would, I don't, what's, what's the roulette that Danny's going to choose today? Cause you have no idea whose team is going to be on. Um, and then Danny Green, Tobias Harris and um, Seth Curry. So right. Doc Rivers yes. went from coaching his ex 
son-in-law to his actual son-in-law. It's just, I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah I love that, that for Like him. a better situation for Doc in general. Uh, yeah, less had, toxicity. They, less toxicity. He, they showed him, I remember briefly, during the NBA draft, and he looked so well-rested. Oh. So I was really happy for Doc. He's probably not like internally thinking I'd bring a gun whenever I see Chris, uh, Paul George. <laughs> now he's happy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's feeling pretty good. Um, what do you want to talk about first, Nor, just in terms of, I guess, like Raptors, Raptor-centric news? Anything kind of... I don't know. Do we want good or bad news first? I guess you, that's how we go decide. down, right? You decide. Okay. Well, we can start off with the bad news. <laughs> okay. um, so Mafuzi decided to ditch us for Kauai. Um, Uncle Dennis, yet again, has ripped my heart apart. Um, this man, honestly, is just a criminal now. He, I don't understand why he would even be allowed in Canada. Like, Uncle Dennis, Lawrence Frank, um, Bomber, um, please stay the hell away. Like, it's on site. Don't even think about crossing the border. It's, and it's, it's just, it sucks. Like, I, I think we saw, um, we saw what the Raptors offered him. They offered him one year. I believe it was twelve million, mm-hmm. um, and then the clip, the Clippers obviously offered him two years, um, fourteen million, right? I believe or sixteen. Oh, how much was it? I should know this stuff before you. Yeah, we should have. We should have. But you know what? This is live, folks. We had bigger fish to fry today, <laughs> um, so we are just looking. This is us in our authentic form. So if anything, you're welcome. You get to I hang out it. with us, pretty much. He signed with a two-year, $19 million contract with the Oh, Clippers. $19 million. I, Yeah. 19 was sticking okay. out of my head, but we got to get it right. That's why we're proud. Yeah, no. Okay, we, we got it right now. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> You're welcome. You're, this is why you should get paid the big bucks. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, so he got paid, uh, he, and then the, the Clippers offered him two years, $19 million. If, if you're Sergi Baco, though, you're going to take that deal nine times out of ten. It gives you... Um, security in the future it's not just a one-year deal you're not really sure what your future is going to look like afterwards mm-hmm. um i believe it's a one year plus one year option um so he could even bring Kawhi back if he wants to next year that's entirely up to him whatever he wants to do um that's what i'm going to think about when i go to sleep tonight but i just <laughs> i i don't know i think uh it makes sense for him i get i get why he would choose um long-term retention and as opposed to just you know, you know, coming back for a feel good story or being there for mm-hmm. the team that you really love. Cause I'm, I know he loves Toronto. Like he probably wouldn't want it to stay for a long time. But um, I think when you're Masai and Bobby and you're looking at the next year, looking at your current roster, you realize that you have to make big changes and you'd realize that you have to clear cap space. So um, I think they're really, really gunning for 2021 free agency. And if in the coming weeks, Giannis does decline that supermax, then we're looking pretty good. Um, I don't like, I, I don't see Giannis going elsewhere. I don't think if it's not the bucks where he's staying at, I think mm. we have a good shot. I think it should be us. Um, but besides that, yeah, like it's, it's so gutting to see him go. Cause I think I saw this on the timeline too. A lot of people were saying that, um, it's, it's Serge, like, you know, he's, he, he's great. He's obviously amazing. He's been one of, he's been playing his best basketball the past couple of years. Um, but it is, it's, it's because also of who he's around, of who he gets to facilitate the ball from, who really gets to set him up. And 
if you put, I think, me next to Kyle Lowry, I will look like an all-star. So, you you know, like, it's it's a matter of um, how Serge will look on a different team. Um, but I think for for the most for the biggest part, the, the thing that sucks is it's just because we don't really know what's going to happen with our center position. We don't really have anyone there currently. Um, Mark is currently deciding between um, the Lakers and us, so we don't know what's going to happen there. Our backup center is Boucher, and I love Boucher. I think Boucher has great potential. I just don't know if he is your starting center, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, he might need like 30 more pounds. I don't know. I'm so sorry, Boucher. But it's um, – <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's just a stress factor. And I think um, with Fred, obviously, it's amazing that Fred stayed. Um, the deal that he took on was great for him and for us. Masai and Bobby clearly know what they're doing with cap space and money because I have no idea. Like, I just, I'm like, I'll let them figure it out. They know what they're doing. I'm just going to go along, pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But um, it's it's great that we were able to retain him. He's clearly, he's, he's our franchise future. It's, I think now as fans, we realize that because once he signed, everyone was like everyone not just the fans but the Raptors organization was so excited because I think we all expected that and that's what they all wanted um Kyle included Kyle was absolutely over the moon um so it was was great to see that um but yeah it's it's getting to see someone go especially someone who's so well loved by the franchise and by the fans and by the city and someone who has I don't know who's a lot more comfortable on camera than the rest of the Raptors so he was able to give us more content (laughs) I think yeah the thing with Serge like to that end too right he was able to like bring bring so many guys out of their shells you know like he Mm -hmm. could could get everybody to crack he could get everybody to just like like the team is such like they're such hard working kind of like nose to the grindstone kind of guys that like when Serge was able to just like get them to like you know goof around or just like break that facade sometimes it was like a really welcome and I think nice thing to see um nor to your point like I think the Clippers they're gonna have like not to say again searches he's a good he's a a great player but I think Mm -hmm. there'll be a little bit of like you know what happened with Kawhi which is a Kyle Lowry effect which is like when you take that person away you know it very quickly becomes clear like what he was able to add all the kind of intangibles, like the way he just like perfectly sets up his teammates to succeed and like excel. Um, So I think the Clippers will soon realize that they need to quit poaching Raptors and like, I mean, I don't ever want them to take Lowry, but what they need is basically Kyle Lowry to make their stupid plan work. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I mean, they signed Ibaka without a PG. Yeah, and it's just like, what are what what's going on here? What are you thinking? Like Ibaka and Beverly doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It's not going to look right. It's going to look very weird. Not very. If fun anything, for they might fight each other. They may. I, I was just going to say that. I could see Serge getting kind of like uh, angry in the way that he can get. Um, yeah, like, going at his point guard. <laughs> And then Beverly just being Beverly mm-hmm. and them mm-hmm. just like going back and forth. So mm-hmm. I, I can see that happening um, for sure. Actually, like I probably would make a drinking game out of it at some point, <laughs> if, if, whatever, if I watched them play. So, yeah, I mean, there's obviously going to be way more news coming down. It's like the long torturous phase of free agency uh, continues um, we'll have to keep an eye on obviously what happens with the Raptors. Maybe miraculously by the time this airs, they'll have figured everything out. Maybe they'll have signed Anthony Davis, an available big. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. 
we'll see what happens. But I, I think, I guess. Who's like, left now? Oh my God. Aaron Baines, which I've seen some people put his name out there and I'm not willing to accept that um, whatsoever. Whiteside. Whiteside, I'm also not willing to accept. <laughs> um, kind of just Anthony Davis. That's, that's my bare minimum. <laughs> Make that it's AD or nothing. Yeah, or AD get or Kyle to play center. Honestly. You'll probably do a better job than like, <laughs> I don't know, Whiteside probably. I think honest. so. I think so. I mean, like, look, like OG, like you said, Boucher's, I don't think he's quite there yet. I love him. I don't think he's quite there. OG is going to like start to get experience at the five and like be able to play like a true kind of stretch, like versatile player, mm-hmm. which you got to, we got to see him do last year. But again, He's not the kind of player you want to see there all the time because that's not where he shines. He's able to like, he shines when he can like move through all these positions and like remain versatile. So they got to figure it out. It's not our jobs as much as it can feel like it is sometimes as fans, Um, but it's (laughs) to figure out the Raptors for (laughs) them. Actually, I have a question for you. Okay. Currently so far, how was your rate? How would you grade the Raptors off season? I mean, I mean, I know Fred was like, kind of everything like he was the main target but a part of me mm-hmm. still wonders why you didn't draft for size with the draft and you're and you had that other pick like go for Malachi like and also I really like you know I've had the chance to interview both of those guys they both seem mm-hmm. really sweet and like so stoked to come to Toronto so like I'm all in on them but that said like why don't you try and draft a big man or like some for size yeah. like in this draft, if you were kind of looking at the prospect of like potentially losing all three of your centers. So that I'm a little bit, that's yep. going to knock grades off. So I'm, maybe I'm just hanging around at like B plus. Yeah. I think that might be too steep. I'm that's like how I feel. B minus. Yeah. No, it is. It is. It is true though. Cause I, I think uh, center is huge. You mm-hmm. need a center and our rebounding has been atrocious to begin with offensive, rebounding, defensive, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, any, any point. So we needed that to begin with. Um, and so I think, uh, like, my, my thing only was, okay, like, let's say slight chance Fred goes somewhere else. At the very least, you do have his position um, at least figured out until the next year. Like, mm-hmm. you still have Kyle. You have the backup PGs. Like, you have something figured out for, for Fred, whereas you have two bigs who are about to leave, like, this year. And those are your starting bigs, which is Marcus Gasol and Ibaka. Without those two, who do you have? Mm-hmm. Who are you going to rely on? And as great as Boucher is, Boucher is not ready for the starting five or um, definitely not the playoffs. I don't want to see Boucher anywhere near the playoffs. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> I think that um, for, so for me, I think it was just about priorities. And with that, with that priority, it, just, it made me thought logically, you want to make sure that your center position is taken care of first and foremost because you're okay. Like, of course you want to keep Fred and you, and you probably will, but you want to make sure that every um every position is as stacked as your pg is which our pg is freaking stacked mm-hmm. but um but yeah I, I completely agree i think they could have used that space to look for more um bigs i thought maybe if they hadn't they had something else in mind someone else in mind they they had talks going through um but the later it gets in free agency the more time passes the more other bigs or other people sign elsewhere um it's trying to look a little bit more grim mm-hmm. and so i'm not really sure what masai's thinking what bobby's thinking um but yeah we're gonna be struggling rebounding if we can't find someone we could just be week. the first miniature 
team. We're going to take Rocket Small Ball and shrink it. And we're going <laughs> to do it well. stomped on. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that team against Philly. Like, I, I would not watch. Yeah, I don't want to. We can, uh, let's, yeah, let's move on to more hopeful things, right? We should, yeah, we should get to the guests. We should get to our guests this week. Why not? <laughs> the best part. Sorry we're talking so long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks if you, you haven't don't care about ahead, us uh, to, to this point. But yeah, we were joined this week, obviously, by Malcolm Miller. Phenomenal dude. Like, what an incredible guest. We got to ch- chat with him. I think my favorite was just like living through his from his perspective the fight like the championship run the comeback game against the Mavs just like some really 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 good stuff I'm just so happy I'm still like vibing a little bit from that combo <laughs> yeah, I'm for sure a fangirling I think I'm I haven't come down from my high yet um can't believe I got to sit face to face with Malcolm Miller but he's he's such a class act such a phenomenal person it's gonna be so gutting to see him go and be elsewhere mm-hmm. um but like we said to him we can't wait to support any team he's going to be on can't wait to be there for him and we can't wait to have him back whenever he's back in toronto whether he's just visiting he's playing against us he wants to come on the pod again um it's 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 been amazing and i think you guys would all really enjoy it too especially after all the Mm -hmm. sadness and the chaos that they've really experienced yeah let malcolm uh take you away (laughs) enjoy Welcome. Yay. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm good to have, good to be on. We finally got you. We were like Twitter stalking you for so long. Really? We're like um, indirectly <laughs> mentioning, can we get Malcolm on? And then finally, uh, we're just sorry, like, gotta I didn't do it. See it. Had I saw it, oh, it's okay. I'd definitely been on. <laughs> well, you oh, you did sweet. inspire Nora to finally shoot her shot and just DM you already. So uh, you're like, this is the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we gotta do it. Like, not in the bubble, not a people are messing not a lot of people are messaging and everything. I I saw it. I was like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll definitely do that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it honestly means so much. It's amazing that we can even get a Toronto Raptor on the podcast. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no Thank problem. you for doing this. So basically we thought we'd get things started by a little bit of like a this or that kind of rapid fire style questions. I think okay. Laura and I are gonna go one one for one. Um <laughs> As seamlessly as we can, I'm asking you these questions. So, Nor, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yes. Okay. But, so, the point, Malcolm, is that you have to pick the answer right away. So, the first thing that pops yeah. into your head, you have to do it. No so that way, we get to figure out how Malcolm thinks and what he prefers. So, like, whatever I say to you, just pick it right away. All right? All right. <laughs> are we ready? <laughs> Good to go? Okay. Do it. Canada or U.S.? U.S.? Fair, fair. <laughs> uh, see, uh, see, even off that first one, a quick thought went through my mind. I love Canada, but it was just like, eh, I'll be here right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just didn't expect it. In my head, I was like, maybe he'll go with Mount Hill, he'll go to Canada, but it's okay. She's really Sorry, go ahead, Katie. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, East or West uh, Conference? East. LeBron or Kawhi? LeBron. Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Starbucks. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad question. It's not really a comparison, really. Sorry. <laughs> um, Drake or Kendrick? Yeah, Drake. Kendrick. Oh, Ooh. late change. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fred Hopefully or Drake won't see this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Fred or Serge? 
Oh man, I can't choose. <laughs> That's more than a second, Malcolm. <laughs> you have to pick Freddy, right Freddy, away. Freddy. That's okay. a tough one. Ready. <laughs> Toronto or LA? Toronto. Uh, that's what and, I like to hear. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> me too. And then finally, we we have an inferiority complex with, with LA now. Everyone who comes here just goes to LA. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. We can that's say great. that. I don't know if I'm ready to get into that yet. <laughs> no, it's, it's too it's too real right now. It's, it's okay. Too, it's too much. Uh, city or country? <clears throat> city. All right. Easy. Toronto makes sense. Yeah. 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 You like didn't pause really on any of those i gotta say yeah yeah a couple of them a couple of them were like oh man, which one, which one? <laughs> no they were authentic <laughs> answers we'll take yeah. it that yeah. was good go ahead so i guess we can jump into questions now yeah sure okay so when did you realize that you wanted to pursue basketball when did that um when did your passion really hit you um, well, when I was younger, um, I always used to watch my sister. Like, she played basketball. I would go to all of her games. And then eventually, like, I just started playing basketball against her, and she's actually the one who taught me how to play basketball. So she was kind of my inspiration to play basketball. And so, like, ever since I was, like, a little kid, like, kindergarten, I've been, like, playing basketball. And it's like, I want to play as long as I can, and I want to try to beat her at one point. <laughs> I was finally able to beat her in, like, middle school. But uh, yeah, that was that was my biggest inspiration. That's so cool. I mean, that's, that's kind cool. of like, yeah, like our second question was pretty much based around that. But like she played basketball at North Carolina Central. Um, and like, I know you said you had this kind of desire to want to like beat her and get better at her than basketball. <laughs> but aside from that, how did she kind of initially inspire your interest in the sport? Um, well, we were always close. So it was like something that she loved and something that she was really passionate about. So like it just kind of grew on me just because she was always invested into it. And that's my older sister. So of course I'm just going to kind of follow her around and like the things that she likes. So it just kind of grew on me from that point. And then, you know, being able to discuss the game with her and it was just, it was just like a growing process, but it was, it was like, I fell in love with the game and she loves the game as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, that's so cute. I feel what you're <laughs> saying about like having, I have an older brother and it was the same thing. You're just like always constantly following them around and they're like, please leave me alone. Like get your interests. <laughs> but you're like, no, I want your interests. <laughs> they're really cool. Exactly. I know I have a younger brother and we used to play chess and he would be like, no, I'm going to beat you one day. And that was, that was his motivation to beat me at chess every single time. And he, when the day came, it was like the best day of his life. Uh, so. I, I definitely remember because she never let me, yeah. she would never let me win a game. Like as a, I come in crying and everything. And then until <laughs> I was able to like, I got a little taller and then I was able to beat her. And it was just like, I don't let her win at anything now. <laughs> <laughs> she had her days. Now it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My turn now. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. Um, and then just knowing how, how huge of an importance um, women in your life have, and especially seeing how, how huge they are into sports and stuff. Um, how important do you feel it is for everyone, male or female, to see women in sports? Oh, definitely. I mean, we've seen a huge uptick in, in women coaching, women in basketball, the promotion of women's sports, the WNBA, and also NBA players supporting wholeheartedly and genuinely uh, women's sports in the WNBA. So, I mean, sports is for everybody. It's not, it's not a male group and a gang type thing. No, it's, it's, it's a release for some people. It's a passion for everybody. So it's, it's understandable that it should be for everybody. 
I think one of the things that I thought was so cool this year, like this summer was when the bubble was going on. It kind of coincided with the WNBA bubble being on. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was the first, like unfortunately, the first kind of exposure of that for a lot of NBA fans, right? To see like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a second. Like the level of play is like, it's not just the same. In some ways it's like can be even more explosive, you know, and it's just like a totally different game. Um, did you, did you like, I don't know, did you find that you liked having that, like, alongside? Were you able to, like, keep up with any games that were going on, or were you too much, like, in the zone, in the bubble? Oh, no, definitely. I was I was definitely keeping up with games. You know, I've, I've been watching NBA games all my life, and it also exposed me to more WNBA basketball. Like, I've, I've watched men's, women's basketball since I was a kid. I, you know, I watched my sister play, but I feel like them, the women getting that exposure was beneficial because people got to see that, oh, basketball is is just basketball. Like there's skill sets that people have across gender and and, every, and sexes and everything. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's just the sport of basketball that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I guess just to pivot, just to pivot to that, like to to Toronto, not to always make it about us, but we kind of have to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Like, can you remember back to even like your first sort of initial impressions of Toronto when you arrived, and then I guess how that evolved over time. Um, well, my initial impression of Toronto was everyone there was so friendly. Like <laughs> everyone was talking to me friendly and I was like, is this Toronto or is this because I'm on the Raptors and I'm like trying out for the team and everything. But no, it was genuinely like, I love the diversity of Toronto. I love the people of Toronto. So it was just like, it was very welcoming and, and it carried on throughout my whole time there. So I was very thankful. And, you know, Toronto grew on me. It's definitely a top city in, in my opinion. We love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't wait to have you back when everything's back to normal. Let us know when you're hosting club nights. Oh, we'll be yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Next Free to Drake, we're going to be up, there. So we'll have to see how all the, the stuff shakes out with that. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I'll definitely be up to Toronto to visit all my people. I'd let us know too. We're your people now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your greatest memory as a Raptor other than winning the title? Oh, okay. That that it would have to either between be between the thirty point comeback against the Mavs or my first start. I would have to probably say my first start. Uh, it was when I was a rookie three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, mm-hmm. and it was it was just like one of those moments. It was like I was on a two way contract. I just came back from injury, and a bunch of people were hurt on the team. And then they were just like, all right, Malcolm, you're starting this game. And I was like, what? Like, is this is <laughs> happening. And it was like, I think it was a day before my birthday. So it was just like, oh, wow. yeah, it was <laughs> That's just awesome. I was like, it was just the perfect timing. Um, I got my start and it was like all those things like you wish for as a kid, like your parents, like calling you down and like pretending oh. to be announcers and stuff. And it was like, <laughs> it was actually happened. And then they were there. I think, I think my family came for the next game I started, but even still, it was just a special did you find that it was like too surreal that you couldn't like be in the moment or what, like, was it one of those things that, you know, like it just kind of blew by, like when you were kind of, when you like got off the floor, you were just like, Oh, holy shit. Like that, that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely feel like I was caught up, like definitely in the moment. Like I was just focused on trying to do my best and like just treating it basketball as basketball. But at the same time, you know, I was trying to snap some mental picks and just like try to capture the moment and try to, you know, figure out ways to remember it. But it was it was definitely a special moment that, you know, I tried my best to like capture a few memories that I can like talk about going forward. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they'll be on the internet forever anyway. <laughs> uh, no problem at all. And uh, when you, you talked about the maps comeback, what about that? Oh, yeah, that was just a crazy game. And, you know, Kyle said in an interview, like, all power to, like, all the bench guys that came in. But a lot of yeah. power to Kyle. Like, he was a – he was just, like – he's always been a huge role model, a huge leader for the team and everything. And we just kind of – we kind of felt fed off his energy and, you know, just played together on one string and brought ourselves back. That was a massive <laughs> game. I think, Katie, you were there as well, right? I, you we were, were both too, at yeah, the we game, were, yeah. There. I was there covering it, and I was, like, up in the gondola, and I remember there was, like, a moment when, like, most – everyone was kind of like, um, this feels like it's over. And then when just like something happened, like obviously Kyle Lowry happened, but then also just like (laughs) the atmosphere, the energy in the building just completely changed. Like I've never felt like a more kind of electric game than that. Like I I remember, I I think I got in in like the fourth quarter and coach nurse was just like, go in there and create some mayhem. We're about to press (laughs) and just go like full energy and just let's see where we at. Like, when the time runs down and then I was so caught up in the moment. I didn't even look at the scoreboard like the whole time. It was just like steal, bucket, turnover, bucket, rebound, three pointer. And then next thing you know, it's like a four point game and then we're tied. And I was like, Oh man, how much time is left? (laughs) (laughs) That was a solid game. I remember it was, I think uh, it was a third quarter. We were literally just down 30 was like 85 um, 55. That was the score. And my friend and I were just grabbing food and we're like, do we like, do we leave? Like, do you think like we're going to lose this much? We just go home. And we're like, no, it's okay. Like we came here for the team and we sit down. The second I sit down, you see Kyle's three go in. And at that point on, I think the whole crowd, everyone just knew that give Kyle the ball, have the bench facilitate with him. And he's just going to get every single shot in. And at yeah. that point, every, every three was just going in. It was just flying in. It yeah, Kyle hit some insane. threes, TD hit some threes. Yeah. It was just like everyone knew like everything was going our way. Every ball was bouncing our way. Every rebound, it was just like do whatever you can to get Kyle some space so he could score because he's feeling it right now. Yeah, um, was he hot? Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> Nuts. I think just like I'm curious, you know, just like your time alongside Kyle and especially like in that game, is there something that you can feel like changes with him? Because like as an observer, it does feel like it was just like a switch that flips in his head and he kind of is like, all right, I'm, I'm taking this team now, like dragging them, like whether or not they like it. But do you feel that like when you're playing alongside him? Um, to a degree. I mean, throughout the whole game, you see Kyle making just winning plays. Like that's just kind of who he is. You look at his hustle stats and the kind of player he is, you know, almost leading the league in charges every year. So it's just like, it's kind of a hallmark of who he is. So it's almost like Kyle taking a jar, a charge is like anybody else dunking on somebody. So you just kind of feed off of that energy and you, you can tell when he's ready to take over a game and, you know, he's always in that mode to make plays. So, I mean, it's just, it was a great, it was great to learn from him throughout the last three years. Mm-hmm. And how was that championship run? Just oh, personally amazing. being there. Yeah. It oh, was I can amazing. Imagine. Especially, you know, I was coming off of a shoulder injury that year. So I mm-hmm. missed about half the year. I didn't get back until like January, February. And when I came back, that's when we started to, you know, gain our rhythm. We made a couple of trades and, you know, we started to like really mesh together. And then when it came playoff time, it was just, everybody was locked in. And then Kawhi was just going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was like was everyone the, had a crazy game in like that yeah. like every series someone had themselves like a crazy game oh yeah for sure it was like it, it really was like everyone stepping up like we had a lot of ammo we had a lot of players and we had a lot of guys that were ready you know some guys had rougher series before and then they came and showed up this series yeah. or you know back and forth but you know we didn't lose faith in anybody and it was a lot of there's a lot of the leadership and a lot of the communication we had with each other to be like, all right, this is what we're going to adjust. This is, you know, we still trust you to make these shots. We still trust you to make these plays. So like, let's go out and do it. Mm -hmm. I think like strictly as an observer, obviously uh, not someone who's like ever been like involved in it, but it going through that, like just the stress of watching it, but then to, <laughs> to realize like, you know, as an athlete that's involved in it, how many things have to go right? Like how every series is like completely different. And then like how long, like a, a playoff run can be it's just, oh yeah it was long it was long even for the guys that weren't getting a lot of minutes because we were in there every day practicing doing yeah. scout reps and just making sure everyone else was ready to understand so it was to the point where when golden state was running a play or when philly was running a play everybody on the bench knew what that play was they were calling it out they were calling the coverages and we were like we were all in one accord so it was it was definitely a lot of preparation and you know at the same time a little bit of luck sometimes the ball bounces your way but you know we put ourselves <laughs> in a position to you know make the most out of every opportunity because when it comes to the playoffs when it comes to the finals every possession counts mm -hmm. yeah it just means thousands four times yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just made me Sorry, go ahead, like how hard like how hard it is and i don't think people think about that i think people think like you know, this team seems like destined to win or whatever, but it's like, it's like the amount of work and things that have to go right. It's just like, it's kind of obscene almost. Right. Yeah. yeah. People underestimate it and it's hard to really put it into words unless you really experience it. Like, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a lot of things have to go right. And mm -hmm. it's, it's no easy feat to get there. Mm -hmm. No, even the Philly series. I mean, anything could have happened there. Um, oh, yeah. And we were lucky to get those four bounces from Kauai because literally anything could have happened. That was the longest series, I feel like, for you guys too, right? Like, <laughs> it was was that the worst one? Yeah. That's it what. felt like we were playing <laughs> Philly forever because it was just ups and downs and ups and downs. We blow them out by 20. They come back and beat us by 20. And then it's just back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, they were a really good team. And it was a really hard-fought hard series. And, you know, you live for game sevens like that. And you know, having Kawhi hit the shot of the year, shot of the century, like game seven never happened before. Like crazy shot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, well, to, PTSD is all hitting back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it really is. Another kind of, I feel like event that was almost as stressful uh, as that playoff run was the American election that just, I guess is still kind of lingering um, <laughs> in, a, in a way that nobody, that shouldn't be happening, but I know that like we know that you're really politically involved and like you know you've made it a point to vote since you were 18 but like I, th I think I read it was a, an interview you did with Donovan Bennett a couple weeks ago and one thing that stuck with me was when you said people are starting to realize now that everything is political and I completely completely agree with that um, but I think like unfortunately sports are still can be this like last gasp for people who are almost like dead set on politics staying separate as I was reminded, unfortunately, mm -hmm. when I made the mistake of going through the comments on that story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what do you think it's going to take to kind of change that really outdated perspective, like the separation, I think, that people are still holding on from like sports and politics? I really feel like 
you know, the players embracing the the role and the platform they have. You know, we've had countless players being, you know, vocal leaders, social activists, and just people that are bringing awareness, you know. At the same time, you know, we're social activists, but at the same time, we're not. We're basketball players. So using our platform to at least guide people to proper information, proper information, proper resources so that everyone can stay educated, you know. We went from not having as many people uh, in the league eligible to vote to I think we're almost at 100% now. So it's like we kind of want to be be leaders in that re- respect. You know, we care for our community, so we need to be the shining examples for everyone else. So, mm-hmm. of course, basketball and politics are going to mix because, you know, a lot of guys are going back to their communities and helping them. So, you know, we're benefiting off of the, the money that we're making here to go help other people. So those things are definitely going to mix whether, you know, people wanted to or not, you know, this is where we are and this is how we feel like we can help our own communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's just like, I hope it's just a matter of time, but mm-hmm. I'm always kind of like, it's always feels jarring to see like opinions that it's like, well, I don't, I don't ask my doctor to like change my tires. It's like, that's not even a compare. Like, right. <laughs> it's like not a good analogy. But you ask your doctor about insurance and the doctor asks you about insurance. And exactly. Those things are both, you know, stuff that other people can't afford, other people can't help with. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, that's okay. You're back. <laughs> You're back. That's good. <laughs> so I guess we can t- kick off the uh, the controversial questions. And Malcolm, your your dog's name is North? Yes. My dog's <gasps> name is North. She was named actually after we the north so oh oh my heart yeah so we went to she's a rescue so we went to the rescue we found her we loved her we decided to you know keep her on the way to the car we were trying to figure out a name for her and i think i had a we the north championship towel that we i wanted to put down in the car and so we were just like ah north sounds about right so perfect (laughs) yeah oh she can't leave got to stay here forever now. Oh, <laughs> is it a she or a he? Sorry. It's a she. It's a she. It's a she. Oh. Yeah, she's about so a year cute. and a half now. And does she like the snow? Has she experienced Canadian snow yet? Uh, she doesn't really care at all. Like, warm <laughs> weather, cold weather, she has absolutely no preference. She doesn't like wearing her little snowshoes, so oh maybe gosh, not the snow that. so much. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> at least she's low maintenance. She's yeah, not yeah. going to make you work for it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I have one dog who loves the snow and one who's just like, like today, for example, he's just like miserable. And those dog shoes <laughs> don't work. Like they don't stay on. I feel like you start yeah, off yeah. and they had four and then by the end of the walk, you're like, oh, three are missing now. Yeah, like <laughs> trying to find them and everything. So it's just like, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and it looks like they hate them too. They look like they're having the worst time of their life. They hate them. Oh, yeah, it took probably so better. long to get adjusted to them too. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. And then if you could, if you could play any other sport, uh, maybe, and maybe you have, but what would it be? Any other sport? I mean, I love football. Like football would be a great sport, but I wouldn't want to get hit like that all the time. So I don't think I'd play football, but I actually, I used to play volleyball and in high school. Uh, So I love volleyball, easily transferable from basketball. So that's, That'll probably be my retirement sport. Beach volleyball? <laughs> Until my knees give out. <laughs> Beach volleyball, indoor volleyball, whatever. I'm, I'm down with whatever. All right. You've got the height for it. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got my digs. Good sport, and all too. That type of stuff. <laughs> in line, if I remember all my words right. 
I think so. The overhand, underhand, right? That's the right yeah, stuff. Yeah. The ace. Is that what it's called yeah. when you? Yeah. Oh, damn, Nora. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I played some high school volleyball. All I remember right. my shit. <laughs> and uh, what's your favorite movie about sports? Favorite movie about sports? What gets you pumped? Uh, I'll just keep it easy and remember the Titans. That's just... I could pick a basketball movie like Coach Carter or something, but remember the Titans is just such a classic. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that one. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that one. I gotta watch it. Okay, tonight. That's your assignment, Katie. Yeah. All right. Remember the Titans. Not going anywhere else, so. um. (laughs) I mean, exactly. Uh, Are you in lockdown, sorry? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Well, close to it. We're back in phase one, so basically minimizing numbers and crowds as much as possible. The numbers here started to pick up. So yeah, we're, mm. we're regressing backwards now. Us too. We are, we're in permanent, not permanent, but we're in lockdown now for like sure. Lockdown, like lockdown, lockdown. Yeah yeah. 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 I think that's also why Toronto couldn't play here. Um, they have to be in Tampa Bay, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be rough for the fans. I definitely feel bad for the fans. The fans all, well, they weren't able to come anyways, but yeah. if they started letting a couple in at a time, but even still, just having the team in the same city, you know, it has a certain... It's huge, team. absolutely. Yeah. And I guess that's a good question to ask you as well. Um, how how important do you think it is to have um, fans in the audience for someone who um, needs the momentum and needs to get needs to use that to get going in the playoffs and everything? Like, how um, do you think that would have affected your bubble performance? Sorry. I definitely think it would help. Like, we have some pretty great fans. You know, the the noise and everything is just is great. You know, is that's, that's part of home court advantage. Being in the bubble, it was a little different. You know, they had the noises. They had all the stuff like that. But just seeing the people, feeling the, like, shaking and all the cheers, you know, it's slightly different. So, you know, it, it definitely helps that home court advantage. And, you know, when you're a top team and you set yourself up to have home court advantage, it's definitely it hurts to not have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're ca- chaotic. Like we're the, oh, yeah. probably the most <laughs> insane fan base there is. So I'm sure that's missed. Yeah, for Sucks. sure. For sure. We were definitely missing our fans. So, and I know this upcoming season, you know, a lot of teams are going to be missing their fans, but you know, course we want to do it as safe as possible for everybody so right absolutely yeah it's just like a short-term thing right they got to look at it like that not as like a loss just like kind of like a necessary waiting a necessary holding period almost right Mm -hmm. i mean they're also i think assuming that maybe at some point um down the line maybe like halfway through the season they might have vaccines so people could maybe maybe toronto could come back here they could have Mm -hmm. more fans attending and stuff so Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers yep. crossed. See how things go. Yep. We're all we're all just kind of waiting and wondering. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we know you love volleyball now, basketball, mm-hmm. politics. <laughs> uh, but what else what else would you say you're most passionate about? Um well family, of course. I'm a big family guy, so mm-hmm. I love being around here. I'm like thirty minutes away from my dad and my sisters, so uh, my sister just had a nephew, so I have a, oh. I'm an uncle again. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> That's so uncle, cute. Thank you. But yeah, outside of family and sports and stuff, uh, I've been picking up the piano. I actually started during cool. quarantine when I was in Toronto. I just got a piano. I was like, look, if I'm going to be stuck inside, I might as well try to do something different. So I've been learning the piano. So that's like, that's become a new passion of mine. 
That's such a flex. You're like, I'll just get a, get a piano and learn the piano. Just casually going to learn That's the amazing. piano. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. And no so biggie. much time with like two to three months of just literally sitting inside. I was like, I got to do something. I'm a big gamer, but at a certain point, video games started getting boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That day comes. That day happens. You get yeah, bored I mean, of video well, games. When it's like from... 10 in the morning to like one in the morning. It's like, all right, yeah. I got to do something else. <laughs> no, that's true too. But like, let us know when you're dropping that piano album. We'll be the yeah. first ones <laughs> waiting in line. I'm nowhere near good enough for that yet. <laughs> oh, come on. You're ready for a mixtape. You could do it. I appreciate the faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else besides the piano? Anything else you're super passionate about? Um, piano, video games. That's, that's basically my day. Basketball, piano, video. That takes up like all my time. So (laughs) outside of that, you know, I'm either taking a nap or (laughs) chilling. (laughs) You're a simple man. That's good. (laughs) And I guess our last question to you today is, would you come on again, Malcolm? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Please. That's the worst way to ask you. Oh yeah. Best friend at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it was great. No, it was good talking to you guys. Good conversation and everything. I would definitely come on again. No, we really appreciate that. And honestly, we're such huge fans. Like you don't understand how we're fangirling right now. I can't believe (laughs) I've composed myself until now. Um, It's going to be so gutting to see you go truthfully. And um, just know that whichever team you decide, you're going to have us as part-time fans over there because we just appreciate you and your work ethic and your hard work and everything so much. Um, The only thing I have to say is just please not the Clippers. (laughs) <laughs> it seems to be it's Kawhi is just getting out of hand now he needs to stop can, recruiting my old team I understand the Toronto's like slight animosity towards the Clippers now so yeah I can, <laughs> I can definitely understand that <laughs> okay thank you as long as you get it yeah, yeah, yeah you can make the decision yeah. that you want to but just know that I might not be the happiest person about it oh, yeah, not that yeah. that matters to you but no, <laughs> just it. it'll, it'll be part of the consideration <laughs> oh thank you I appreciate it <laughs> Sorry, Kawhi. <laughs> One from you. I'm not sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's all we had for, for you. So, like, just to echo North, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, we really, really appreciate it. No problem. It's great being on here with you guys. Cool. Thank you. Please come on again whenever yes, you're ready. <laughs> See you. Take care. Bye. Take care. Have a good Bye. one. Bye, Malcolm. So, that was our call. Uh, or call. I'm going to start again. <laughs> Yikes. I love it. So that was our interview with Malcolm Miller. Um, it was amazing. It was a great, great dude to talk to. We enjoyed it very much. We obviously want him to come back to Toronto and then on the podcast anytime he could. Um, I have to say, though, when we finished recording, things got a little emotional and excuse us for having this being so disjointed, but that feels like it's kind of the nature of the NBA right now, given free agency. But we said goodbye to Marcus all in the time it took us to start recording this episode to now when we're finishing it. <laughs> That's depressing. It is depressing. It feels like a never ending vortex that we're in. 
um, where all of our players just keep leaving. We won't get into that, but we wanted to think. It's just constant goodbyes, yeah. you know? Like, And then mm-hmm. for Katie and I, like, we have to see Malcolm face to face and say goodbye. And mm. I, I think I'm still coming down from that. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't even think we've mentioned Malcolm and how amazing he was and just thank him from coming on. And I think we tried to keep this episode very um, lighthearted just because it is very much, there is so much going on. The team is changing so rapidly. And um, currently you can, you can't really recognize it. Like you still got your core guys. You still have your main man. You have your Kyle, your, your Pascal, Fred, Norm OG. But um, outside of that, it's kind of like, who, who do we have anymore? Um, and yeah, and we lose another one to LA. Yet another one, fourth this year. And you know what? Like that's 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 insane to me. That narrative of players not wanting to play where it snows. I mean, I guess it has some truth to it. Like we're literally losing people to one specific spot, which is LA, and that's insane. Like fourth, fourth one this year. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. When you said that earlier, I, I couldn't really believe it, but that's what's happening and that's what happened. But uh, as Nora said, we wanted to try and kind of keep it light. So hopefully this episode gave you a little bit of a reprieve from everything that's been going on. We recorded it like three different times. Like I'm exhausted. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, this, this is, this has been a ride. This has been a ride for us as well. So, <laughs> so thank you. You're drained. Um, and we'll talk to you next week when, you know, hopefully we'll have a, a better idea of the identity uh, of this team and then the league at large, of course. Yeah, we'll see you then. And we'll see you on Tuesday for our live shows. Don't forget at 7 p.m. Um, Eastern, we usually have some of the posts and we um, talk about what's been going on. So we'll see you guys then as well. <laughs>